Hey, this is Jeff Kelly, CEO, Founder, Recruiter. Today, I want to share with you some challenging, tricky interview questions that I hear from people that get tripped up all the time. Now, let me take a step back first. When you interview, it's interesting. You like to think that the interviewer is, being, is prepared, that the company trains them, they give you questions to ask, they maybe role play and spend a lot of time to make sure that when, this, when the supervisor, the manager, the hiring manager is out there in front of a candidate, they've read the resume, maybe looked at their social media profile, have really poignant questions that are pertinent to the job, and then they come in there all prepared. Well, it doesn't happen that way. It's crazy, right? You would think that's what would happen, but it doesn't. What really happens is they say, okay, Jack, hey, you're going to interview Joe. Go out and interview Joe. And I'll be like, I don't, I'm a manager of accounting division. I don't know how to interview people. I, I, ah, that's all right. You can figure it out. Okay, uh, I'll figure it out. Do you have any tips? Ah, be yourself. Go ask, ask questions. Come on, just find out what the person is about. Are they good? Will they be a fit? And let me know what you think of the person. Uh, all right, sure, <laughs> I'll do it. Uh, I'm not really exaggerating when, I, when, I, when I'm kind of giving you this scenario. That's kind of what happens. That's kind of how it plays out. So they throw you into it. Now you're going there thinking, oh, sure, they're prepared. They're going to ask me these really tough questions. You've heard horror stories of when you interview a Google and they say, how many pianos are in Manhattan? Or how long will it take to wash every window in San Francisco? And you're like, head is spinning. Oh my God, I got to know all this. Well, let's put aside those crazy brain tweezers because I think those have been phased out for the most part. For most normal companies that aren't trying to be like, hey, we're, we're so smart so we can ask you these questions because we only hire brilliant rocket scientists, genius, geniuses. Well, you know, some do, but most don't. So let's focus on, let's presume most of the people watching this aren't PhD rocket scientists and all that, you know, maybe you are, I don't know, but let, let's say for the sake of conversation, maybe not. They're basic questions, what happens? So if you have a person who's thrown out there and they say, okay, Jack, start interviewing, ask questions. I'm gonna kind of freak out a little bit. I have no idea what I'm gonna say, what I'm gonna do. Now, I happen to be a recruiter, been a recruiter for 20 years, so I know what to do, but let's pretend that's not the case. I'm gonna worry, I don't wanna say anything offensive. I don't wanna say anything that could perhaps get me into litigation, you know, that violates a rule or regulation, the EOC stuff. So I'm gonna be really careful. Plus, I'm a nice guy, so I don't wanna be a jerk when I ask questions, I wanna ask fair questions. And I wanna to get to know the person. Maybe I'll ask a friend or two, hey, what do you do? What did you, like, when you interviewed someone hired, what did you say, what did you ask? So you get some feedback. Usually what happens, the feedback is, there's probably 10, 20, 30, basic kind of cliche questions that everyone asks. But let me give you some of the ones that are always asked where I have heard from job seekers that they're having tough difficulties with. All right, let's take, let's just take a few. And if you like this, and this is helpful, I'll do more and more and more of them. Or if they bore you, I'll do less and less of them. Or I won't do any of them. So one of them is, so tell me about yourself. Now that seems really easy, right? Tell me about yourself. 
You think that's the easiest question to answer. But it's not. It's one of the hardest. Well, I mean, it's not really the hardest. Most people don't get what they have to say. Here, here's what happens. And I, I am not exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating. What happens is this. They say, Jack, tell me about yourself. I'll say, well, I grew up in this place called Canarsie, Brooklyn, and it was a lower socioeconomic area. It was very different than it is now. Now it's all hipsterized, but before then it wasn't. It kind of sucked. It was kind of dirty and grimy. Um, and my, you know, friends and parents really did, you know, taxi drivers. One was a butcher, um, uh, underemployed, unemployed. Oh, you didn't want me. You said, tell me about yourself. I was going, I shouldn't go that back. Oh, okay. So then in high school, I, oh, not high school. You, you, when it was in college, no, not college. All right, my summer job in college, no, not my summer job. So what, what am I supposed to talk about? Like, what you're supposed to talk about is this. You know, you don't want to bore them with your boring life story. But not yours. Yours are exciting, I know. If you're listening here, you have awesome, exciting stories to tell. I get it. They don't want to hear, oh, I did this when I was 12 years old in, in, in delivering newspapers. They want to hear what experience you have that closely matches the job description. So when they're saying, tell me about yourself, they don't give a shit about yourself. They care. They only care. The only thing they really care about is, do you have all the ingredients for this job that we demand? If yes, that's fantastic. If no, see you later. We've got a lot of other resumes to look at, a lot of other people to talk to. So when they ask you, so tell me about yourself, it really doesn't mean tell about yourself. It's, it's, it's the equivalent to when you come into work and someone says, hey, hey Jack, how was your weekend? And I start to tell them and they glaze over because they couldn't care less about my weekend. You realize, oh, you really didn't care about it. That was just a throwaway. Or when someone says, hey, how are you feeling today? And they start telling you how they're feeling. They say about their, they, 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 they were sick over the weekend, they were vomiting, they had diarrhea, they, they had everything wrong. You know, I didn't really care. I was just being friendly and nice, but I don't care how you really were. That's how they are. They don't really care. They want to know, okay, the job description has 10, 12 ingredients. They want you to be checking off. I do. One, check. Two, check. Three, check. Four, check. You think I'm going to go to 12, right? I'm not going to go to 12. Five, check. All right, no, stop, stop. So they, if they have 12 ingredients. They want you to check off all those ingredients. And that's a tall order. But that's really what they hear. That's what they mean. This is translating from interviewer talk to real life talk. What they're really saying is, tell me what you do, what you're about, why you're good for the job, why we should love you, why we should hire you. You want to make sure that you could recite succinctly, concisely, what you've done, list off your experiences, but don't bore them to death. If you have a job where you could quantify, use numbers, because that always sounds good, and people aren't into numbers, so when you start saying numbers, they go, like, ooh, impressive. And percentages are good too, like, you know, give some percentages. If not, just clearly let them know, here's what I do. But you want to tailor everything, everything towards what the job entails. So if you do things that aren't required, Nah, you don't really have to talk to them unless it's super amazing. 
if they if, if you do want the job, you want to hit it hard and you want to let them know everything about it. So that's a, tell me about yourself. Here's another tricky one where they say, hey, how did you find out about this job? Now, you might think, easy, come on, I saw it on Indeed and I applied. No, it's not the answer. No, no, that's not the answer. When they say, how did you find out about the job? I can't believe he gave me that answer. That's such a silly answer. No, you don't want to say I found Indeed because it's just the opposite. But they say, how did you find out about the job? What they're really asking is, are you interested in this particular job? Do you want this job and do you want to work for this company? So they don't want to hear you stumbled upon it. They don't want to hear, oh, I saw it on the job board and I responded to it. Because then they're going to think they don't, you don't really care about this job. They're going to think, oh, Jack, you were just sending, you're going on LinkedIn and hitting easy apply, easy apply, easy apply, easy apply. Go, you know, on your phone with Indeed alerts, go boop, 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 boop. That's the noise it's making when I'm applying to those jobs. Boop, 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 boop. And applying to those jobs, they don't want that either. Nor do they want to say, hey, I don't know. I just, it looked like a cool job and it seemed to pay a lot, so I'm here. No, you don't want to do that. You want to make it sound that, and hopefully this is the case, you're highly interested in the company, very excited about the job. And the reasons why is that I, you could say something, if this is true, I'm happy where I am. I'm well regarded at my company. They like me, I like them. They don't know I'm looking because I'm not looking. However, at the same time, there's a recruiter in my space who's always been after me. And he mentioned, Hey, if every once in a while, if I find a really great job that fits with your background, that takes you to the next level, where there's more compensation, better title, more advancement, you know, you know, to let me know. So, a recruit. So then, that's a backstory. So then, you could say, hey, so I'm not looking. I'm I'm doing really well where I, where I am. The people like me, I like them. I'm stand for promotion. I should be getting a nice raise and bonus. However, I received a call from this recruiter who is tops in their field, really know their stuff. And they mentioned from time to time, they may call if they find a really stellar job. And they told me about this job. And when I heard it, first of all, I respect the recruiter's judgment. So that's a, hmm, let me, let me listen. He told me about it, I'm like, wow, this is exactly what I want. Even though I'm happy, this sounds phenomenal. And then talked about the growth opportunity, the business they're in, the products and services they offer where this could lead to. And the more I was listening, I said, yes, this work is worthwhile to sit down and talk. So the answer to your question is, while I'm not looking, I'm not active, I'm not you know, searching all around, I did leave it with a couple of people that I trust, their judgment that if there's an, an opportunity to let me know, and they did, and, and this is exactly the job that you posted is right up my alley. I have all the right experiences. I have the background, I have the skills, the academic background. And I know your company because we're in the same field and we compete against you. And I have the utmost respect for your people and your organization. And, and um, yeah, I'm excited to sit here and talk with you about it. I think this could be a really good fit for both of us. So you see the difference between saying that and saying, uh, yes, yeah, I saw it on Deed and yeah, figured it'd be cool. So I sent it and here we are. <laughs> so big difference, right? So it really shows who you are, why, what your skills are, what your background is, why it's relevant, and that 
you're just not looking for any old job. This is a job you really want. This is a job that really fits and right on target. Here's another question that really drives people crazy. This is the one I think I get the most where people are freaked out about. It's, Jack, how, when they ask, do you have any questions for me? What do I say? What do I ask? And here's what's so interesting about it. They're so worried about having a question at the end of the interview that they can't focus on the damn interview. All they can think about, and they'll tell me this, all they think about is while they're interviewing, what question do I ask? What question do I ask? What question do I ask? I gotta ask a question, I gotta think of a question. So you can't even focus on the back and forth because all you're doing is thinking, I gotta ask a question because they say you gotta ask a question. And then they say to tell me, I don't ask a question at the end and I don't answer it and I don't ask it. Then they can think I'm not interested and then I, I, this is all for nothing because they can think I'm not interested and it's goodbye and, and you get yourself crazy. You get yourself restricted, you, you drive yourself nuts. So I have the simplest answer, really. <laughs> You, you want to sit down for this? Because so, you know, it's going to make your life so much, so much better, so much better. The key is this. Think of when you have a conversation with somebody in, in any capacity about anything. It's usually or a good conversation. It's organic. Someone says something, you listen. And when I say listen, you really listen. You're not just like waiting to talk. You listen. So you listen. Uh-huh. <laughs> Nod your head, you can make eye contact, you know, that kind of stuff, like you're really listening, even if you're kind of bored, but you're paying, you're pretending you're listening, hopefully you are listening, then you answer back, you ask them a question, and it flows. You have that back and forth and back and forth and that nice conversation. Same thing with an interview. They talk. Here's some tricks to you nod your head when they talk. There's something also called mirroring when they talk if I'm, I'm, I'm from New York and I talk really fast, so I talk to people outside from other areas, I try to slow down a little bit so I don't, you know, annoy them. So you want to, you want to kind of make eye contact, but not too creepy eye contact, but enough. Nod your head a little bit. It's always good when you answer it to say, so Jack, you're asking me about X. Well, here's the answer to X. Uh -oh. So you have so many subtleties. But the real thing is, make it a back and forth conversation. So as you're chatting, it's, it's real, it's organic, it makes sense. Then what happens towards the end of the conversation when they say, hey, do you have any questions? Number one, you could honestly say, hey, Dorothy, thank you for the interview. It's a pleasure speaking with you. I really like this job, the opportunity. I think you'd be a fantastic boss. Um, you were so gracious with your time and explained so much. I think you've answered all my questions. So you could say that and get off the hook because Dorothy knows that you are asking questions the whole time. So it's not unreasonable to say you know. Number, a different way to handle it is to say, Dorothy, thank you so much. It was a pleasure meeting with you. I really enjoyed our conversation. I like the fact you answered all my questions. I think, I think this could really work out well. I'm excited about it. But I would, I, there's one or two things you mentioned that I would like just a little clarification on because I'm not sure if I completely understood it. And then you could, if, if let's say that is the case. You don't want to make it up for the sake of making it up. But let's say there really were a couple of things you weren't sure about. Then that's where you could kind of talk. You know, that's, then you could clarify. Number three could be, if you have a real question. 
you know, you're not looking for some clarification, but you really did have a, a, a sincere question. And then you ask her, say, hey, yes, it's great meeting you. It was a pleasure speaking with you. I really want to know about X, Y, and Z. That's it. And then you do. Let's say you don't really have any at all. You could just say, thank you. It was a pleasure meeting you. You were so kind and generous with your time. Um, I feel you really addressed all the questions. Now, instead of asking you a question, you want to ask them, hey, do you have any more questions for me or is there anything I didn't cover? Aha, uh -huh. you like that, huh? So you could say, huh. So thank you very much. It was a pleasure meeting with you. I, I, you know, I'm really excited. We spent a lot of time together, and, and I hope I was able to address your questions and, and, and learn. And I was glad I was able to learn more about the company. But is there anything maybe you didn't ask me, you forgot to ask me, or you want to know a little bit more, or there's anything I didn't go into detail? Feel free. I'd be glad to elaborate. And this way, you're kind of turning the tables a little bit. So that could be kind of a neat way too, because perhaps. She had some things on her mind, but she felt awkward to ask you because now it's been going on 45 minutes, an hour, and didn't want to keep it going. But she may say, oh yeah, you know, I do. Or she may say something like, I don't, but you know what, Jack? It was really a pleasure meeting with you. Thank you so much. And you're like, yeah, cool, cool. You walk out all excited, like this is awesome. How about one more, bonus one? Bonus one, if they ask, why do you want this job? Now, once again, it seems like a really easy question, right? But a lot of times they're like, all right, why do I want this job? I freaking want to get paid. I need money. <laughs> money doesn't grow on trees. I got to pay my mortgage. Got to pay my kid's tuition. Uh, yeah, no, you don't say those kind of things. If they do say, hey, why would you like this job? What you want to do is just be straight up. You want to match up what about the job is interesting, exciting, compelling. The skills you have, the background you have, the education you have, the talents you have to match it up and say, hey, I really want this job because you're looking for someone to do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And in my experiences, I have one, two, three, four, five. And it seems to me I could learn six and seven so I have room to grow, get to the next level. It sounds like the title is higher than where I am. And it's, it's going to push me out of my comfort zone and I can move to the next level and I can learn. But I think I have the background, the experience, the understanding of the role, your company, what you do, so I could add value day one, so I could, I could help you with your job and for you to succeed and do well and for the company to do better. But also, I have a lot of runway room to improve on myself and to learn and to be intellectually challenged and move forward. So you answer it by kind of talking to the job description, the requirements, what you bring to the table, why it's a match, but then also leave room why it makes sense. So they could kind of turn around and say, huh, okay, that, yeah. The person is happy where they are, they're doing well, they found this job through a recruiter, but they're not looking, and they feel that, huh, they could take it to the next level. They, could, they, could, they can, you know, this person can contribute, he has a lot of the ingredients, he has the background, he has the experience, but he can grow in the role, so it makes sense. So this way, the whole idea is this, the whole idea, if you can kind of queue up, you know, all these different types of questions, is that you want to make the hiring manager and the interviewer's life easier. How do you make it easier? 
you, you want to be able to do the job. You want to be able to hit the ground running. You want to be a plug and play person. Um, unfortunately, we're not in the economy where a lot of people can take chances. You know, and say, okay, you only have three out of the 10 ingredients, let's give Jack a shot. It's not really like that. They want you to have 10 out of 10, 11 out of 10, 12 out of 10. So you want to show that you have the background, the skills, the attributes, the requirements. You can start, you know, doing the job day one. You can make your boss look good. If your boss looks good, then her boss is going to feel good. And, and her boss and boss's boss is going to be happy. That's what you want to do. You want to make them feel confident confident. You want them to feel confident that you can come in, get the job done, get it done well, get it done done within the time that you're supposed to get it done with. You can work with everybody. You have that personality. You can collaborate. You're not going to be a liability. You're not going to be a headache. You're not going to be you know, a legal liability or issue. And, and it's like, yeah, check, 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 check. We check all the boxes. So they feel that you're not just shotgunning your resume everywhere. You, you, you care about the job. You care about the company. You know about the company. You're able to articulate what you do, and boom. So how's that? Does that help? A little bit how, how to deal with a couple of these interesting, that could be tricky questions that could trip you up. But your pal Jack was able to walk you through it, make you understand, make you feel comfortable, give you some really good answers. and. You can check out my articles on Forbes because I write a lot about this. So if you didn't catch all of it, and sometimes I go, you know, jump around a little bit so you can get a little lost. This way you can read it at your leisure and see what's going on. So I hope this was helpful. Jack Kelly, Recruiter. Feel free to contact me anytime, 212-997-3166. Jack at Recruiter, W-E-C-R-U-I-T-R.com. Thanks for watching. Bye. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Recruiter Podcast. If you want to check out other great content from Recruiter, make sure to visit us at WeCruiter.io. That's W-E-C-R-U-I-C-R dot I-O. We offer tons of great resources for job seekers and professionals, so make sure to check us out today.